0: episode 252 of the biz talk with bill roy podcast the wichita business journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people places companies organizations and issues that are important to wichita's business community i'm managing editor kirk Seminoff, sitting in for bill it's NCAA tournament time in Wichita, the third time in the last 11 years for Intrust Bank hosting a weekend of the men's or women's tournament. This time, it's the women. And for the first time, it's a regional round, meaning the survivor of this weekend's 14-3 game gauntlet. will head to next week's Final Four in Minneapolis. Josh Howell, Vice President of Sports Development at Visit Wichita, joins me to talk about the weekend ahead and how NCAA basketball continues to be a show-off opportunity for the city. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. This week's cover story looks at America's new main streets. It assesses the winners and losers around the United States in terms of growth and prosperity on what we hope is the backside of COVID-19. Reporter Shelby Kellerman looks at Wichita's place nationally and we use data to track where Wichita stands in many categories that show the strength of cities coming out of the pandemic. That series of stories begins on page 15. This week's list is physical therapy facilities. See who employs the most therapists therapists in our area and read about how these businesses are trying to find the new normal with patients. The list is on page 10. This month's Women Who Lead series focuses on top professionals in major companies. That feature begins on page 23. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 31. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Dot com. Well, we're happy to have Josh Howell, the president of Sports Development at Visit Wichita, joining us to talk about the the women's regional that's taking over Interest Bank Arena this weekend. Josh, thank you for being here. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me. Excited to be here.
0: Yeah. So on Saturday, the, it's the Wichita Regional in the NCAA Women's Tournament. It brings together Louisville and Tennessee, Michigan and South Dakota. Uh, South Dakota is the one we didn't expect here for regional semifinal games, and then the winners meet on Monday night. With a berth in the final four on the line. Uh, for someone like you who does a lot of work to get to this weekend, how pumped are you to, to get the teams here and, and playing?
1: Man, you know, it's, it's I, I can't really explain how excited we are to finally be here, you know, especially after losing uh, the tournament last year with all the preparation we had prepared for that, to finally be able to say that the teams are going to be here in Wichita, uh, four of the best women's teams in the country. Uh, this week, you know, it's super exciting. There's a ton of work that goes into it, as you mentioned, um, by a lot of different people in the community. And so I think I speak for a lot of us when I say that we are super excited to be able to, you know, get the ball tipped on Saturday and and uh, find out who's going to be going to the Final Four.
0: It really is a collaborative collaborative effort. And I want you to talk about uh, what Visit Wichita's role is in, in, the, in the bid process, the planning, and, and once you get to this week.
1: Sure. So, yeah, th- this event is unique. The NCAA is a unique event to go after. So a lot of different events that that we pursue, like NAIA, NJCAA championships, a lot of those are kind of done really just, just through our office, and we handle the, the bid process from start to finish. Um, this one is completely different. This one we're very um, – In lockstep with Brad Pittman and his team at Wichita State, the NCAA really likes to know that you have a local university that's backing it. Um, So Brad really does do a lot of the legwork. But yeah, I mean this event. I was trying to think back now. You know, we're in 22. I want to say we submitted this bid maybe back in 2018. I mean the NCAA works so far in advance, um, and so yeah, the bid the bid process is lengthy. There's a lot of information that they ask for. They want to know everything from, I mean, shoot, how many outlets are in the, the arena, how many uh, internet ports, um, what kind of airport you have, what kind of hotels do you have, um, fan support, you know, give us examples of events you've hosted in the past. And it's a very in depth bid process. And so we assist Brad with uh, getting all that together, especially for this one, a lot of the hotel stuff. and. And we put together a nice, fancy bid presentation and, you know, cross our T's and dot our I's and and send it on and hope for the best. So um, it's very detail oriented and a lot goes into it. Like I said, I want to say 2018, we were working on this bid. So, as you mentioned, to finally see it here is a long time coming.
0: I'm not going to assume that listeners know Wichita's entire NCAA tournament history, but Wichita and, and, and IBA hosted A first and second round women in 2011 and then like you mentioned in 2018 the men were here for a first and second round and this is the first time that the women's regional semifinals and finals are here and then the men are slated to come back in 25 and like you said we we missed last year because of COVID on the men's side too uh once you have a couple of tournaments here uh, do you feel like you have an advantage because the NCAA already knows what they're getting from you and from Brad Pittman in Wichita State?
1: Yes, I would say, I'd say you hit it spot on. Um, it could go either way though. You know, if you have a chance to host and it doesn't go well or ticket sales go poorly or, you know, it's very unorganized, you know, obviously then that could be a detriment to you, but thankfully with the team we have in place and again, you'll probably get, Sick of me talking about Brad Pittman, but um, he does an excellent job and and uh, having him as a tournament director certainly helps. But when we hosted 2011 was before my time. But from what I understand, we were the the site that sold the most tickets that didn't have a host school associated with it. So that helps. Um, And then bringing the event here in 2018, I think all of Wichita can say the city just absolutely embraced it. There were fan fests popping up all over the place. Um, If you were walking around downtown, there were people everywhere. Uh, Ticket sales, we were the first site to sell out our ticket allotment um, that year. So yes, having having had uh, a couple times to host these type of events, the NCAA takes notice of that. Not only the ticket sales, but everything they asked for was buttoned up and ready to go. And the hotels were there and airport was great and all the signage everywhere and the welcome banners and um, everything you can think of so once you're able to do that a couple times this was our goal all along was to to get them here first and then really wow them and now hopefully it's every time that bid cycle comes through we submit bids and and our hope our hope and our goal is that we're in the rotation now where every three or four years they just keep coming back like Wichita's a staple for them and and hopefully we've we've gotten to that point
0: I asked this next question, not from an equality angle, but just is there a difference in, in preparing for a men's tournament coming here and a women's tournament? Basically, I guess from, from fan followings and just expected attendance.
1: Yeah, I would say not really in terms of the planning. Um, and again, 2011 was before my time, so I can't speak to what we did there, but the NCAA has made, uh, made it very clear that they had to clean some things up the past couple of years, as we saw with the, the gender equity issues. And, and this year I think is one of the first years where they're really going all out to try to make sure that everything is equal across the board. And so from that standpoint, we're doing a lot of the same things, almost all the same things that we did for the men's tournament, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, hosting the fan fest and signage. And I mentioned the police, there's police escorts that, uh, the men get that the women are now able to, to take advantage of. So I think uh, in terms of that, it's a lot of the same, you know, we know it's a different event. There's four teams. Last time we hosted the men, there were eight teams. So you have twice as many fan bases to pull from, you know, the arena is not going to, we're not going to have 15,000 people. We know that, but in terms of, in terms of what they're doing from start to finish, it, very it, it mirrors, I would say what we did, in 2018. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun event. There's going to be people out there at FanFest. So yeah, I think the NCAA did a really good job of kind of writing the wrong, I would say. And, and they're, they're on the right track.
0: On selection Sunday, uh, I'm sure you're looking at the brackets just like everybody else is. And you're probably hoping, gosh, if we can get, you know, a big 12 school or two or, you know, geographically close schools. uh, How did you end up, Feeling like the Wichita Regional did, and then now you now that you know the final four teams here, uh, how do you how do you uh, get excited about it?
1: You know my my politically correct answer would be these are the four teams that I was rooting for all along, and that's who uh, that's who I had slated to come here. But no, I mean yeah, sure. You, in terms of ticket sales, you go back to 2018. I, I forgot to mention not only did we have eight teams, but KU I think was a one seed here. So I mean you know right off the bat, you know if you get a KU or a K-State, men or women, you're going to sell some tickets. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're always looking at it. You're always kind of trying to forecast what to project. Um, but I'm honestly real happy with who we got. You have a, a good mix of Blue Bloods. You have a one seed in Louisville. You have, of course, the the rich powerhouse of Tennessee. Uh, and then Michigan's been great all year long. But then you also have that one the kind of Cinderella story, you would call them, with South Dakota and, and really, I think I was trying to do the math. I was surprised when I saw the teams. I didn't realize that South Dakota is like a six-hour drive from here. Um, for some reason, in my head, I'm thinking they're farther away. But, yeah, they're only six hours. I think the longest drive is Tennessee and Michigan, and, and that's about a 14-hour drive. So um, I think all in all, you know, we could have had teams from the, the coast one way or the other and might have been a little harder for some teams to get here. but I think we got a really good mix. And I think Louisville probably, I would say, is the favorite to cut down the nets. But as we've seen, anything can happen. So I think it'll be a good uh, good couple of games, good three games.
0: You mentioned South Dakota. They're the 10 seed. They beat number two Baylor to get here. I, I I would suspect that you would expect a pretty good Baylor contingent. Have you heard anything from South Dakota this week on, yeah, we're bringing the whole town of Vermilion down or anything like that?
1: You know, I haven't. I have been able to reach out to. I think their director of basketball ops, just in terms of getting, making sure they're set up at their hotel and get the police escorts and all that stuff. But I, I try to scroll through Twitter and kind of see what people are talking about. And I will say, I was surprised in South Dakota. There's a lot of people out there excited about making the sweet 16. And so the fact that they're about a six, six and a half hour drive, and maybe, you know, they don't make the sweet 16 every year. I'm hoping that the whole town rallies behind them and, makes the trek down to Wichita and, and fills this place up and maybe surprises some people from around here. And I think, they will, I think they will show well. But I know there's been a lot of South Dakota fans that I've seen on, on social media. So I guess we'll find out here in a few days. But I'm, I am curious to kind of see how they, how they travel.
0: Talk about what those fans and then Wichita fans can expect around the arena, like for mentioning Napsker Park, especially for FanFest this week.
1: Yeah, so uh, Troy Houtman and, and his team at the city, um, Parks and Rec, they've kind of taken the lead on FanFest this year. And one thing that we really didn't have last time around was a brand-new Nafska Park and all the, the cool developments around there. So the Fan Fest will take place on Saturday. Uh, I think it starts around noon, so before the games get, get going here. Um, yeah, we encourage everybody to check it out. I think he's going to have some of the games playing on that big screen that they have out there. I've heard that he's going to, they're going to have a live DJ, probably some Papa shot and cornhole, a couple of a couple of food trucks. But I think the, the message is get your tickets. um, And then either go to fan fest on your way in, or as you're leaving the arena, there's going to be a lot going on around there. We still want to fill the arena, but the fan fest is free. There's no charge. It's going to be a pretty electric atmosphere out there, I would say. So um, yeah definitely check it out I think like I said noon on Saturday and they said it's going to go till basically the the place shuts down in the evening so
0: and, and game times on Saturday are three o'clock and 5 30 uh, so yeah noon is plenty of time to play Papa shot before you head inside oh
1: yeah oh yeah
0: uh, talk about you know we we know that the the women are here this week the men are back in 25 for first and second round what's beyond that as far as bidding for future tournaments and and let me mention, let me ask, do you guys get a break because you didn't get your spot in 21 with COVID?
1: Yeah. You know, there was some talk, um, all the cities that, that didn't get a chance to host in 21, we were reaching out to each other and, uh, we kind of had some conversations about maybe reaching out to the NCAA and see if they would consider kind of maybe giving us a, a redo, but, um, but no, I think, The way the NCAA does their bid process, and I I think that's how they're going to continue doing it, is they they really lump them all together in groups of about, um, I think it's about four years. So like 23 through 26 was the last bid cycle. And so that was, they give you about six months, I think, to go in. And it's not just basketball. I'm talking, we bid on D2. We won D2 uh, wrestling national championships, which will be out at Hartman in 24. But we submitted so many bids um, in that cycle because you have to submit for four years and you have to go after any sport that you want to go after. And so when when that bid cycle came around, Brad kind of took the lead on a lot of the, the D1 basketball stuff and and we were working on a lot of the D2 championships. But I think there were maybe 30 something bids we submitted um, in that bid cycle. And so the, the next bid cycle is not quite out yet, but as we talked about, They look so far in advance that I would think that would be coming out here. I haven't looked recently, but probably in the next year or two. Um, And then we will do it all over again. We'll go in and I'm sure we'll submit bids for first and second round uh, men and women, regionals, men and women for all four years, assuming we have the, the venue available, which interest bank arena usually does a good job of, of kind of holding those dates for us. And so, yeah, it's uh. Right now, we know through 25, and I think through 26, technically they have all the bids already spoken for, but 27 and beyond should be opening up here in the next year or two, and, and we'll hit it hard again and hopefully get some good news once they announce those.
0: Do you all look at, then not only visit Wichita, but I imagine the city and the university look at hosting NCAA tournaments and other NCAA events as kind of you know a way to spotlight not only the city but the facility and in the community?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, anytime we host events like this, especially the NCAA basketball tournament is so great because not only do you get to showcase it to the people that are here, but almost all these events are broadcast live nationally. So they get to see our beautiful interest bank arena and they're going to get to see Hartman. Um, but yeah, a lot of times when we have people in town for these events, we'll try to maybe, hey, let's see if you can get in a day early or stay a day late and bring them around to other venues. Um, show them the downtown baseball stadium. Hey, we want to host, we want to host D2 baseball national championships. Let's, let's go take a quick site tour of uh, a riverfront stadium while you're in town. Um, But yeah, not only for NCAA, but for a lot of events, we do that. When we have NAIA or NJCAA, when we have them in town, we try to take advantage of not only showing them the facility that they're going to be participating at that week, but Hey, let's take a day and show them all the facilities because I don't know how many locals know about it, but we have really, really great facilities, not only of the caliber of interest bank arena and riverfront, but for a lot of youth championships, we have Stryker soccer complex and we have Wichita hoops and the sports forum and all the YMCA Farha centers. I mean, we have more basketball courts in Wichita than most cities our size. And so I think, uh, yeah, I think you hit it on the head in, in that anytime we host these events, it's just, uh, it's just another chance to showcase all that we have to offer to maybe other rights holders that might be looking for a place to host their tournament or host their event.
0: Take us inside the tournament, the inner tournament workings this week. Is, is there an insider's key to success? Uh, one thing that just has to go right. Uh, is it working with ESPN? Is it working with the teams? What do you, what's one thing that just absolutely has to go right or it doesn't work Well,
1: well, it's basically just putting Brad in charge of everything. That's uh, that's my key to success is making sure he's on the on it, and then you don't have to worry about anything. But um, no, I mean, there's there's a lot of things. Um, it's just communication first of all. I mentioned Brad's our tournament director, but he's got a lot of people that are doing a lot of things under him. That if if they don't do it the right way, it's it's gonna something's gonna slip through the cracks. Um, so making sure we're all communicating. I think I mentioned earlier. I've probably texted Brad about 20 times already today. Um, but TV is a big part of it. And that's something that Brad does at Wichita State all the time anyway. You know there's a TV countdown, making sure the anthem is done at the right time and, and we go right into a TV timeout. or So coordinating with, with the ESPN networks and TV is a big part of it. Um, I've been working with all the team contacts on hotels, making sure the hotels are prepared in advance and know what to expect. When do the teams arrive? When does their flight land? Um, you know, if they lose, they might be checking out a day or two early than their uh, original re- reservation. So, making sure that the hotels are aware of that. Uh, making sure the downtown restaurants and hotels know that, hey, there's going to be an influx of a lot of people coming in this week and make sure you're over, you're staffed and you're ready to go. Uh, but there's all kinds of things like that because just one bad experience that someone from the NCAA or, or anybody like that has can just leave a bad taste in their mouth. And and we want to do what we did in 2018 and just leave them coming back wanting more. So communication has been key, just making sure everyone's on the same page. And hopefully as you, you go around town this week and this weekend, and if you, you go in the hotels or restaurants, you'll see some posters, you'll see some welcome messages on our digital billboards as you drive around town. Um, all the team hotels are just completely decked out with, balloon arches with the team colors and and we reached out to the team equipment managers and they're going to send team t-shirts for the hotel staff to wear to make it feel at home um all kinds of signage that the NCAA sent so I think it's uh I think we're ready you know we we'll, we've got a couple of days till we tip but I think we're uh, I think we're in good shape
0: so listeners who might not know a lot about you your sports background you you come with a pretty pretty lengthy sports background
1: yeah, I'll try, to, I'll try to keep it brief because uh, I've kind of been all over the place, all over the map, but um, I grew up around sports. My dad played Major League Baseball for the Angels and the Astros and over in Japan, so I grew up kind of a, a little sports brat, but uh, let's see. I started out at University of Arizona. I met my wife down there, but she's a Wichita girl, so I finished my undergrad at Wichita State. Uh, from there, back to Arizona, where I worked in their athletic department for about two or three years. And then back to Wichita for grad school, I was a grad assistant in their athletic department working for Brian Proct. Um, and then he hired me when he went to Arkansas. So I was the assistant marketing director for the University of Arkansas Athletics and the Razorbacks and had a great time in Fayetteville for about three or four years where we had our, our first daughter. And my wife was kind of itching to get back home to closer to family a little bit. And so we came back to, uh, to Wichita where I worked at Interest Bank Arena as the marketing manager. I was there for about three or four years. And then I spent a couple of years working for Bob at the sports commission. And then I've been at Visit Wichita now for it's hard to believe, but just a little over four years now. So we've grown our, our sports department now. We have a team here of three full-time and an intern. And hopefully we can continue to to keep working to bring in new events and maybe even grow that to three or four more staffers. Who knows? So we're uh I've had a I've had a lucky you know, a really fortunate career and I really don't feel like I've worked a day in my life. And so I think if you can say that you've, you've had it good so far.
0: And I, what I know of you, I, I know that uh, while the women's tournament is going on here in Wichita this weekend, you'll, you'll have a side eye on the Arizona Wildcats men's team in the sweet 16 and hopefully the elite eight.
1: Yes. Yes. I, uh, I watched that game the other night against TCU and I apologize to my wife for my behavior that night because uh, I was up and down. I think I woke my kids up two or three times, yelling. And uh, and yeah, I was watching the women's game too. They they made a good run last year. They went to the championship game, and so um, they they did. I think they lost this last week. Didn't quite make this make the Sweet Sixteen. But yeah, I'm both my parents are from Tucson. I went to U of A. My my dad played baseball there. My my grandpa played basketball there in the fifties. So I'm a diehard Arizona fan and. And, yeah, they've, they've had a good year, so I'll definitely be keeping my eye on them tomorrow night. they got a tough one against Houston.
0: Well, good luck to them, and then good luck to you and everybody at Visit Wichita and the university, and especially Brad Pittman this weekend on a, on a smooth NCAA Women's Regional here at Interest Bank Arena. Josh, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Kirk. I appreciate it.
0: Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 252. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at BusinessJournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.